I'm Jesse Aredia, and you're listening to Mom Empowered, where I help moms ditch their anger, break free from anxiety, and create the life they've always wanted. This show is for the mom who's ready to become more free and empowered. Our house has officially sold. Yay! If you guys have been tuning into some of my last few episodes, or if you follow me on social media, then you have most likely heard that we are moving. And I am so excited to announce that after one week, one week of being listed, our home is officially off of the market. Yay! Now we are in the process of finding our next new home. And let me tell you, being nine months pregnant while in the middle of this whole process is not for the faint of heart. I've had to do a ton of thought work spend a ton of time in prayer in preparation for this coming month because at this point we have a move out date but we don't yet have a new home to move to meaning the four of us are going to be moving in with my parents for a few weeks and most likely I will be having Josie's home birth while we're there so (laughs) this will be very interesting I will keep you guys posted for sure Um, And you know what? I'm still holding out for a miracle. I am because I've learned over the years that God has a peculiar but usually phenomenal timing. So who knows what could happen? Uh, Please do keep our family in your prayers. Pray for a peaceful, healthy labor and birth, no matter where it ends up taking place. And also prayers for strength and energy as I finish up with coaching my current round of clients while doing all the house hunting and house packing and all the things that would be much appreciated. Um, Speaking of coaching, today you are going to be getting another inside look into what coaching with me is really like as I coach one of my clients, she's a mom of two named Amber, who is struggling to figure out how to stay firm and consistent when disciplining her three-year-old. One of the things she first mentioned to me in our conversation was that she feels as though her toddler, her three-year-old, has learned how to manipulate her, which, I mean, I I have definitely felt that way. I've been there. I have, I have a four-year-old, a two-year-old. I know what that's like, but as you'll hear in our conversation, this idea of being manipulated by our kids doesn't really come from the most empowered place. And so I decided to coach Amber around how she herself may need to be taking more ownership of how she is parenting and allowing that manipulation to take place. Because our kids don't just manipulate us, we allow them to. So I hope that as you listen, you will walk away with actionable ideas for how you may want to handle disciplining in your own home. But more importantly, I want you to walk away with the commitment and the confidence that is required to really push through these sorts of struggles with our kids, whether it revolves around bedtime or mealtime or them just not listening. Um, I, I just, I really want you guys to, to walk away feeling empowered to, to parent and discipline well. I also want to remind you that this is the kind of work that you and I can focus on together when you decide to enroll in my six-month mom-empowered coaching program. The waitlist is still open, but spots are getting filled, you guys. So here's what I want to encourage you to do. If you are considering pursuing coaching for yourself, you can head to my website, 
jessiearedia.com forward slash coaching and take a peek around to see all of this program plus the waitlist has to offer. You can read testimonials, you can hear more of my story and the heart behind the work that I do, and you will also find a form that you can fill out to apply for a free empowerment call with me. I would love to share more and to talk about how this program could be a good fit for you. Okay, without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into today's conversation on disciplining our kids with Amber. She is three. She's three. Okay. So yeah, three is an interesting age. They are so much smarter than they were at two. There's a lot more challenges that come the smarter smarter they are. let, Let me ask you though. Because I don't want to, I don't want to talk about why Avery might be manipulating or what to do with Avery manipulating. I want to talk about why you've let it go on, why you yeah. get to this point. Well, I think that like I started out firm, and then the more frequent emotions she's been having, it's been easier for me to give in, because then she stops crying and screaming and kicking and freaking out. And like loud noise is a trigger for me. And so the fastest I can get rid of that trigger is just giving her what she wants. And I know that's really bad. I know it's really bad. But that, that's what I've done. And I've recognized that I can't do that anymore after being the outsider watching Bob do it with her this morning. Well, not only... I don't just want to hear you say, I can't do it anymore. I want to know, do you want to be doing this anymore? Yeah. <laughs> that's, well, that's the part where I'm like, it's just so much easier to give in. It is easier. But I mean, I don't know if you'll be fully committed and consistent with this. Yes. Unless you are fully on board with this idea that I don't want this. Mm-hmm. If there's yeah. a part of you that still wants to give in and still wants to make things easier on yourself and still wants mm-hmm. to, you know, ease back and let whatever's happening, happening, you will mm-hmm. find every justification and reason under the book to, to keep things the same because it's more comfortable. Yeah. So I'm wondering, are you at, re- are you really at your tipping point? Do you really want things to change? Yeah. Well, after the last, this last week, I really, and even Bob like mentioned it with, with Ayla last night too. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know why I'm doing this, but, um, so they both hate what we provide for dinner every single night. Like story of my first thing, <laughs> yeah, the first thing that they, they say when we put the food down, I don't like it. And I'm like, I'm, you know, this is what we're having tonight. It's important to try new things, blah, blah, blah. And then Ayla literally got up from the table last night. She's two, just turned two. She got up from the table after she saw her food. She said, I don't like it, pushed it away, and she went and started playing in the playroom. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like okay. So I just like, I'm like, whatever. Then she's not going to eat. And I told her, I'm like, you're not going to have like any snacks or those types of things because it's important for us, you know, to give our body the food that it needs. And then she wouldn't come over. And then she heard that Avery was getting chocolate pudding because Avery was doing a good job with her supper. So then she trots back over to the table 
And she's like, I don't want chocolate pudding. And I'm like, well, you have to try your supper. You know, and I showed her, I'm like, look, there's chicken in here. I know you like chicken. And she's like, I don't like it. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you, I don't know what to tell you. This is what we're having tonight. And then I ended up giving her the chocolate pudding. No. <laughs> Amber, why did you give her the chocolate pudding? I don't know. I felt bad. Why did you feel bad? I don't know because I'm like, oh, she's, she is going to be hungry later. And then she is going to want to eat snacks. But I already told her she can't have snacks. And so I'm like, maybe this will help. I know it's not. <laughs> My theory is that anytime you ease back on a boundary or you had the intention of setting a boundary and you just straight up didn't, I think that usually there's a fear-based reason behind yeah. why that boundary was not fully followed through. And I wonder yeah. what was your fear? Was it that she might be hungry? Was that the fear that really drove no. that? No, it was like, am I doing the right thing? Oh, okay. I follow a couple people, like bigger accounts on Instagram that focus on how to, or better approaches to communicate, like with mealtimes and food and just different ways. So it's not like health, healthy versus unhealthy. It's just more like, say what you see type of process. And so I'm always thinking about that in the back of my mind, because my parents and Bob's parents were always members of the clean plate club and that those types of things. And I don't want to do that. And I don't want my girls to experience that. So I'm always thinking about how can I handle this food situation best, you know, without being too restrictive or too loose. And then it all just gets all jumbled up anyways. Yeah, well, it sounds like you're not fully confident in your own created standard. Like, like you say, like, I want to abide by these kinds of rules, but it sounds like you haven't even fully fleshed out what your rules are. It's- well, and I think part of it is also that my parent or my parent, Bob doesn't agree. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not on the same page. And that's hard. Like- and- and I and I, I totally get that because dinner time is often a tense time for me and my husband mm-hmm. as well because we also he grew up clean plate club. I had yeah. never actually heard anyone else use that phrase until you said that. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's actually a thing. Like that's what he says. Yeah. And we will get in little little, you know, snippy kind yeah. of conversations over meals yeah. because I'm not that way at all. I'm 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 kind of I lean more toward where you're leading yeah but regardless of whether or not you're on the same page Mm -hmm. nothing's gonna change in terms of how you feel and 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 the way that you're parenting Mm -hmm. if you're not fully confident in what it is that you want to model here or how you want to parent here and it sounds Mm -hmm. like you are still in the process of fully forming what your approach is going to be because if if you if you said you know well I'm okay you know like I've decided that I'm okay with her not eating her dinner and eating the chocolate pudding because this is this is my ideal 
and this is, these are my reasons why, then I would just be like, okay, great. So you made an empowered decision and you stuck with it. That's a great parenting move. I love it. Way to go. But because I can tell that you're like, I gave her the chocolate pudding. Like, and you're like, kind of like, oh, I probably shouldn't have done that. And I don't know. And like, you're not fully certain that you made the right move. And I wonder if there needs to be like firmer decisions made. Mm in order for you to move past that kind of, uh, like that in between where you're not quite sure of whether you did the right thing or not. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, for sure. And I think it's, I need to determine like if they choose not to eat, am I going to allow them to have something else in replacement? Mm-hmm. But my fear with that is I don't want to be giving a replacement every single night just because they know that they could get peanut butter and jelly and a string cheese. But, but then I'm like, does it matter? That's like where I get stuck. Like I'm still giving them, you know, protein and, you know, I always focus on that, a healthy fat. And I give them like pieces of fruit or carrots or nuts and things like that. If I give them like a sandwich for dinner, but then I'm like, there I go again. I'm not confident in that decision because I'm worried that that's not going to be the best decision based on what other people. Yeah. Right. Well, even the question you just said, does that matter? Who decides if it matters or not? Well, I should be the one. Yeah. Yeah. But yet you, you, you've relinquished the responsibility of making that decision to who knows accounts on Instagram or to a parenting book that you read or to Bob, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and I think that maybe the best course of action and hopefully you and Bob could do it together, even though it might be a little bit, you know, a little bit tense (laughs) because of course, like when you're coming from very, two very different philosophies, there's going to be a little bit of tension there. But I I think the best course of action might be to sit down and like really Mm -hmm. answer those questions fully and firmly. Will Mm -hmm. I offer replacements? It's either a yes or it's a no. Or if there are exceptions, what are the exceptions? Decide those beforehand. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. you will continue to question, am I doing the right thing? Is this the best thing? And the more you question that, the, the more I think our kids could probably sense that. Like the more unsure we are in what we're doing, the the more opportunity we're giving for them to learn yeah. how to manipulate us. Yes, which is why Avery manipulate, manipulates me a lot. Yeah, because she knows that you don't really know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, for sure. She's caught on. Crap. Yeah. So, okay, so I'm going to put this as an action step for you. Like, create... Your, I don't even know what you want to call it. Create your, let's just start with mealtime. Cause I could say, oh, do it for all of parenting. But let's just start with mealtime. Let's start small. Cause yeah. that already is a lot to take in all at once yeah. as it is. Create your mealtime, I'll say strategy. Cause that yeah. sounds better than rules. Especially yeah. if you don't want to. Yeah. I don't like, I like to be flexible. Yes. But I don't want to be too flexible. See, that's like where I'm at now. It's like I'm strict. And then I become flexible and then I'm too loose all in the same moment. Yeah. So create the mealtime strategy that you can be confident and firm in. 
Mm -hmm. I think that that is the first step to you breaking out of this pattern of being manipulated and giving in too soon and then second guessing and then feeling like, oh, that was subpar parenting. I probably could like, let's just break that whole cycle, but starting with this. Yeah. Let's see how it goes. Yeah. I think it's so good that you, I don't remember exactly what you said, but like Avery has identified that I don't know what the, not that I don't know at all what I'm doing, but I'm not like a hundred percent confident always in what I'm doing because she challenged, she challenges me so much that she makes me second guess myself Mm. because she just knows how to be, she's so strong willed and such a challenger that she makes me second guess because when she second guesses me, then I'm like, well, it's really not that big of a deal. But then that leads into her getting what she wants and identifying that I'm not the one that's making the strategy or the rules anymore that it's her. Hmm. Well, I I do want to call this out for a second. I'm not so sure that she makes you second guess yourself. Mm -hmm. I think that you already had a pattern of second guessing yourself. Yeah. But yeah, the way that she challenges and responds to that only confirms it more. Mm -hmm. But yeah. I don't think Avery's not the cause here. I know it's like, yeah, no, no, yeah, for like, sure. I, like, you know, there's like a part of us that's like, oh, but she makes me this way, you know? And, yeah. and like, we could say that about our spouses, about our kids, about our in-laws, yeah. like she makes me, uh, she makes me get all flustered. She's the reason I get so angry. But truly, like, it's whatever's going on in us that's creating that. And then other people's responses or reactions or actions that either furthers it, furthers it and confirms it, or it gives us an opportunity to change the way we feel. Right now, the way that she's challenging you is confirming your pattern of second guessing that you, like you said, have kind of had all your life. You've had it for a very long time. Oh yeah. And I want, I want to, I'm going to kind of like give you a new declaration to cling to. That's what you want to call it. Avery's challenging nature is the perfect opportunity for you to grow in your confidence. It really, truly is. Do you agree with that? Do you see how that's true? Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It's not something to be feared. It's not something to, you know, be upset about. Of course, there's going to be times where you're like, this sucks. Like, why are you just not more compliant? But truly what if you were to look at it as a gift? Mm-hmm. Would That's it right. maybe be less triggering? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's, again, all about my mindset. Mm-hmm. Thinking that because she challenges me, that it's easier to give in. That kind of goes back to that, like, discouragement, disappointment, contentment thing, where it's just easier to sit in that space. And then with her, it's just easier just to give her what she wants. But honestly, it's going to do more damage for us. And I don't know if damage is the right word, but that's what first came to my mind, like in the long run. You know, that's just going to be a behavior that she continues to develop if I don't show up confidently and consistently with her. Mm -hmm.